0: So the Max and Woncast got its first sponsorship, Max. You want to know what it is? Tell me, please. It's Anchor. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about Anchor, Max? Well, I know it's free, and I know
1: they have a bunch of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast, whether it's from your phone, your computer, or whatever you're using. But I know one thing. You know a lot more about editing than I do.
0: Yeah, most definitely, bro. I'm the one that steers this ship as far as edit-wise, but what I like about it. I like that you can distribute your podcast automatically all in one place to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more, like Google Podcasts. You can also make money from making your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to
1: anchor.fm to get started today. Link in the description, guys. The Banana Boat.
0: The can Banana keep... Boat? Yes. Yeah. One of the members the of the Banana Boat. boat? Kinda of find a, found a home. How about the yeah, Car- son? Carmelo's ball. Oh, you're gonna go to Chris no, Paul. No, no, hmm? stop. This this man said <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> he's,
1: he's healthy, he's off the safety protocol. No, he's I'm healthy. talking about
0: I'm talking about the future Hall of Famer and Chris Paul.
1: What's up everybody? It's a Wednesday night. I'm joined by my great friend. It's your boy
0: Juan. We back at it once again.
1: This is the Max and Juan cast. I said it last this time. I'm just trying out new things. Juan,
0: anything you got to say? Anything you got to add? Look, man, you guys have an iPhone. Max, you got an iPhone. I got an iPhone. Why don't you go ahead and open up that Apple Podcast app. Go ahead and search up Max and Juan cast and go ahead and give us a review, man. Give us a nice heartwarming doing it right review. Now. <laughs> let let us know how freaking awesome we are okay give us that five star all of that bro and not to mention we're on youtube those are for all the free heads out there that's free right there you don't even need an iphone you can access youtube from anywhere ain't that right max
1: that's facts i'm kind of salty because i just looked it up and it says max and one cast then it says one and then max <laughs> i feel like my name should be first both times but like whatever bro kind of salty <laughs> Oh man,
0: with that said, man, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on YouTube, we're everywhere, man. Go ahead and try to like this video, go ahead and try to follow us on Spotify, review us on Apple Podcasts, do what you got to do, man, like our post, comment down below. If you have any type of questions, feel free to DM us at any time, we'll be happy to answer, bro.
1: But this episode, we're going to mainly talk about the NBA, we're just going to bounce around. I mean, what? There's been, what, one, six games, seven games? It's so early.
0: Yeah, it's still very early. The last time we talked basketball was, what, Christmas Day?
1: It was just after Christmas. And, I mean, let do you want to take us into the first team? Let's do it. How about them Atlanta Hawks? How you feeling about them? It was funny because everyone was talking about their hot start. And they just got, what, they get smacked by the Knicks, right?
0: Yeah, they, they just lost to the Knicks the other night. But they beat a couple of good teams. I believe they beat Brooklyn, correct?
1: They did. John Collins dunked all over Jared Allen. I was kind of mean of him. Those are both my guys. Love the
0: fro. What screen? What sticks out to you about this Hawks team? Number one, Trey Young has been balling this year. He's surprisingly efficient. He's been a lot better on defense because that's his that's his biggest problem. that That was our big, biggest criticism about him going into this season. Oh, he's been Horace on that
1: end. He's been the worst defender two years running. He got worse last year. I mean, he's, what, six feet tall on a good day? He's never going to be a great defender, but he can give great effort. Their defense per game last year, was they gave up 119 points. It was 30 out of 30. Right now, they're getting up 112, which is middle of the pack. I don't know. Is that
0: sustainable to you, or you got to wait and see more? Obviously, with all these teams, it's see and wait, but... It's a shortened season, man. It's not 82 games. So, you know, these little two weeks and three weeks um, stretches, it's it's big for, for these teams. And a good start is, is key for a lot of these guys.
1: I think you're right because it's kind of weird, right, with the two game series. If you lose both those games, it's kind of more deflating than usual,
0: ain't it? Yeah, I love to see it, though. The players gave back good feedback for for the bubble. They really like the back to backs. If you're not traveling kind of thing and it winds up making the play a lot better. I love what they did with the schedule and a lot of the owners do, because I even heard Mark Cuban do an interview on on a podcast and he says he loves it.
1: The less travel, the better. That's been one of the biggest things in the last few seasons you know you get those games where it's like it's a back-to-back you go from memphis to miami and that second game against miami the team gets blown out even if they're like the 73 win warriors there's always those trap games especially if like you're back-to-back and the second game's in denver or something it doesn't seem to happen that much i mean we've seen weird stuff like the bucks they've got bl- they blew out the heat by what 50 right and the next day they played and they lost
0: like that's so weird yeah definitely and a lot of NBA teams are not used to it. But going back on the Hawks, uh, any other players that stick out to you that's that's been really improving this year? DeAndre Hunter
1: is off to a fast start. I think he's averaging 15, around 15 a game. I've watched him. He looks more confident than last year. The Hawks got a lot of big defenders. They got Reddish. They got DeAndre Hunter. And they need those guys, especially on the defensive end. Bogdanovich, he's been okay. And Gallinari, he got hurt after two games. So that kind of sucks for them. But... They've kind of weathered the storm. They're not a bad roster, and Rondo's been good for them. They definitely need his leadership, and he's not afraid. As we know, he gets in LeBron's face. He's not going to have any problem getting in Trey Young's face. Exactly,
0: and you bring up John Collins earlier with the whole um, posterizing against the Nets. It's big to have him back because a lot of people tend to forget that he missed a big chunk of last year year for them with that whole uh, he was suspended, I believe, right? Yeah, him and Aiden were juicing together.
1: Maybe they took notes from my guy Lane Johnson. I don't want to make an NFL reference, but they <laughs> got to stay off the juice, as someone wise once said in Philadelphia. You got to get off the juice.
0: <laughs> so yeah, he he's been big for them. I look for them to be a, a contender in the East, even though they're they're four and three right now as we speak, as we're doing this podcast. But I I can I can still see them getting into the playoffs. They look good, man, and especially if Trey Young continues this. With his energy on defense and his effort, at least, and being very efficient, you know, the first game of the season, he he had his probably the most efficient game that I've ever seen from a player in a while.
1: Yeah, I remember I texted you the box score, and I mean, if you look at his shots, they're down from last year, and I think we were talking about it, maybe not on this podcast, but if he takes a step back, unless the other guys have a few more shots, it's just going to help the team out. I mean we saw the Trey Young show last year. It was great. It was fun to watch, but they won what like 12 games, 14 games.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. It, um anything else you want to harp on about the about the Hawks?
1: No, I mean that win against Brooklyn was good, but does that just make you rethink about Brooklyn?
0: Uh not totally yet. Uh they had a really hot start with that 2 and 0 start and they had a lot of national television, you know, exposure, but they haven't been doing really good.
1: Yeah, they went to the quick start, like you said, and then they dropped some weird games. They lost to the Hornets at full strength. They lost to the Hawks. And, you know, I'm, I know we're just talking about the Hawks, but everyone was talking about this team's going to be a problem. And then when he got out, he's out the whole year. And who takes the spot? Is that Karis LeVert? Is that TLC? 3 and D guy?
0: What do you think? Yeah, well... Like we said in our, our last basketball pod, they're a very deep team, so they should be able to recover from that injury. Yeah, it's a big loss, but I expect them to be fully I, – I expect them to be all right. Just just off the plain fact, they have Kevin Durant. Uh, Kyrie Irving looks looks like he's motivated to play this year, looking like he's he has a chip on his shoulder and <laughs> playing with something to prove. One thing I'll say about their team is DeAndre Jordan needs to
1: not start Jared Allen's so much better than him. I know that's your boy, Kyrie and KD, but like for the good of the team, DeAndre, just go to that eighth man
0: role that you were born to play. <laughs> Speaking of NBA fans and their boy, let's talk about the poster child of the NBA the last couple of years. How about Russell Westbrook and the Washington Wizards? Do you want me to give you stats? He's
1: averaging a triple double, bro. How good is that? He's averaging a triple double. That's I'll amazing. Let's
0: Let's give him the MVP. Fuck it.
1: Oh my God, letting those F-bombs fly early? Come on, this is a children's <laughs> show. All right, I'm going to be the guy who brings up his stats. 20, 12, and 11. He's shooting 38% from the field and 22% from three. He's basically taking 20 shots to get 20 points. I love it because, you know, I'm a huge Russ fan.
0: Look, I've I've always been a guy that supports him as far as loving his energy, loving the dog in him, loving his mentality. I love it. Okay, I like the fact that he he stayed faithful to OKC, but the guy's never been efficient. Okay, even the year that he won the MVP, just because he averaged the triple double, that's why they gave it to him. And the triple double Max can can vouch for me on this one. It's it's the most overrated stat, especially in today's today's NBA. Am I correct? 100 percent correct. If if they get 28 and eight it's it's
1: awful. It's not even noteworthy. But if they get 30 10 and 10 and shoot 40 shots to get 30 points, it's great. They people just love the triple-double. They still think it's a big deal. People. People are shooting more threes. It's easier for guards
0: to rebound. In 2000, it was harder to get a triple-double. Yeah, and it's simple it it, it can be broken down as simple as just the pace, man the pace in today's nba is just so much so much faster than the 80s and the 90s and especially the 2000s
1: oh the 90s and 2000s were just like slug it out defense i mean the wizards are 2 and 5 do you have hope that this is going to turn around for them i thought they were going to be
0: better than 2 and 5 i didn't expect the rough start that they had and it's funny that the first game that, that they win, Russell Westbrook didn't play in that game. So <laughs> Hey, they're one and one,
1: bro. I'm playing devil's advocate. Let me just preference it, guys. I don't like Russell Westbrook. Whenever I say I'm a fan, I'm being sarcastic because you guys don't know me yet. He's he's Russell Westbrook. What can you he say? He's a, he's a double-sided sword. What makes him great kills him at the same time. That's Russell Westbrook. I think that's the best way to
0: put him. But what are some guys that, that you thought that could have took a bigger leap on this team so far? Well, it's only been seven games, so I'm not going to say these guys aren't going to take the leap.
1: I want to see more of Rui Hachimura. He had like an eye infection in both eyes, so he was out for a few games, which is, I don't know how that happens. Like, wash your hands, I guess. I don't know. And I want to see more of Denny Ad- Advia. I can't say his last name. It's weird. I'm really tired of the Luka comps. He's not Luka. He's like a bigger Hito Turkoglu. <laughs> who maybe isn't as good a shooter. That's a huge difference. <laughs> I thought, no, I'm just saying, I've never seen the Luka. They're just saying he's Luka because he's big, foreign, and white. That's all he is. Like, he's nowhere near Luka.
0: Like, that's maybe, like, best case if you play out a screw a million times, he gets there one time. To be honest, I don't I don't think any different about the Wizards after their start or, or any of that. I, I still think they're not going to be a contender in the East. I don't really see it. They need a lot more work to do. Russell Westbrook's
1: one of them well when you speak of Russ it always makes my mind go to like the next Russ sort of with like the athleticism John Morant like he's like the closest thing to Russ we have kind of without the bad shooting (laughs) yeah at least at least Jaw can shoot a jumper yeah and at least he doesn't take 40 a game for no reason and it was a scary injury he sprained his ankle. It looked a lot worse when it happened, just the reaction, I think. He's going to be out three to six weeks. That's not good with Jaron Jackson Jr. being out, too. I think till like, the middle of January, maybe start of February. Well, we have to see if they can ride the storm, like we said earlier with the Hawks. There's These injuries are worse, though. Like, your two best guys get hurt. Like, it's kind of, is the season kind of over if you lose those guys for six weeks? I think it might be, honestly. And I like the Grizzlies.
0: Yeah, RIP to anyone who bet on the Grizzlies making the playoffs this year because it's not looking that well. Especially in the West. The West is
1: stacked. It kinda sucks. I wanted to see Jaw take that leap. He had a really good first game. What do you have, like forty? Something like that? He had like yeah. 10 or 40 and throwing throwing oops off the backboard to himself. It was it was nasty. Yeah, and it's kinda scary to think about just cause Jaw's so reckless and I don't want to see more injuries. He said he's gonna wear high top Kobe's. Like <laughs> Bro, take as many injury prevention methods as you need to. We can't afford to lose you. Um, You know, I don't know if you saw, maybe like an hour ago, Markel Fultz. He got hurt, too, and he had to be wheeled chair out of there, and it looked bad, and
0: it was his knee. Yeah, praise up for Markel Fultz just when it seemed like he was getting his confidence back, and he just got that new contract from the Magic. I hope he heals up fast and it's nothing serious. I mean, he didn't get a big bag, but he got like a medium bag.
1: That was good for him, and like you said, the confidence was there. We were seeing flashes. I was talking to you about this last night. You've seen him shoot a mid-range, right? Yeah. How how good does the form look on the mid-range? Mm, they look great. <laughs> but as soon as he takes that three, that ball's in front of his face. It's wobbly. It's like, exactly. bro, I don't understand. Yeah, I feel. Hopefully, it's nothing bad. It looked bad though. So I mean, jaws looked bad too. Everyone thought it was like a torn ACL or MCL or Achilles. So. Hopefully, it's just a sprained ankle or maybe like a sprained knee.
0: Yeah, and he's been having confidence going to the rim. You can just tell just his whole demeanor and the way he, he was playing is a completely different player from two years ago.
1: Yeah, I think it's safe to say Philly fans are sick of seeing him be good because they, <laughs> they traded him to Orlando for Jonathan Simmons on a first. <laughs> Jonathan Simmons is out of the league. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't a good move for Elton Brand.
0: That's that Spurs system.
1: Elton Brand was fired this year, and they hired Daryl Morey. And I kind of want to go to one of his old teams, the Rockets. John Wall looked great. That was a
0: good trade by the Rockets. Looking back at our at our discussion about it, we were kind of right on the, on the John Wall part where we just seen a lot more. Yeah, there was a lot more unknown on the John Wall side, but it was just a lot more positive. Than, than the Russell Westbrook side, and you you kind of see it already. He's putting up 28 points. He he looks like he's in shape. He's been dunking the ball. He's been going at the rim with 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 a vengeance. He looks good, man. I he's 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 making a lot of people look stupid right now for the way that they're talking about him.
1: I saw a play. They were playing the Mavericks. And I seen a play where Boogie went to set him a screen. He was at the right wing, and Boogie was setting the screen on his left shoulder. He jab stuffed and exploded by like he basically didn't use the screen. He just went right to the rim and he beat the guy there. And I was like, wow, that's the explosion we're used to seeing from John Wall. He seems to have it back because, you know, sometimes you see guys make that play and they get the ball beat because they're slow. But John Wall looks like he's back. And watching that game, he was out there with DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins gets kicked out of the game in like three minutes because, of course, he does because he's like he's just a dummy. Yes, I love DeMarcus Cousins, but, God, like, you can't learn emotional control by now. Come on. So, like, he's out there with Eric Gordon, David Nwaba, and they ended up putting in Christian Wood, and they got – um, I forgot the fourth guy they had in there. If someone playing the four, but when he's out there, the ball's moving, everyone's touching it, which is kind of shocking to see, like, how Houston plays with, like, James Harden the last few years. Bro, as soon as James Harden gets in the game – It's, like, ruined. There's nothing. It's James Harden-Iso again, and I hate it so much. (laughs) He
0: dribbles the hell out of the ball, bro. (laughs) Bro, he
1: walked up the court between the legs eight times, pulled a three, and it smacked off the backboard. And I'm like, that's the shot you took. (laughs) It's like, bro, if you want out, bro, like, just trade him already. I don't understand. I think this team would be great if they traded
0: him to someone like Denver. And Denver's going to get off to a slow start. Yeah, Denver (sighs) – Denver's so weird, man. Because obviously, you think about the one piece that they have that they let go was Jeremy Grant. That's the biggest difference with this team this year, and the fact that Michael Porter Jr. is getting more minutes. Jokic seems to be carrying the team. Jamal Murray is not really, not really being is consistent being like Jamal like Murray? he should be. Yeah, is he exactly. Being Jamal Murray. <laughs> He's not being bubble Murray right now. Do you think a
1: trade between these two teams would be good?
0: I have a trade I have. Do you want to hear it first or do you want to tell me? I'd love you think to hear it be because I, I feel like Denver will be a good suitor for James Harden. Just with all the assets that they have still, with all especially with the young players.
1: I will say, I kind of hate it a little bit just for Jokic because I don't want to see Jokic watch James Harden dribble the hell out of the ball. But here's my trade. Harden and P.J. Tucker... For Will Barton, Michael Porter Jr., Gary Harris, and three first-round picks. <laughs> you get you get the defender next to Jokic. I know it's not the rim protection of Jeremy Grant or the athleticism, but Gary Harris can't do anything right now. All he is is a body defending. And Michael Porter, I think he's like a year away, and I feel Harden's going to basically get all the offensive production from him that those three guys provide. And then you can just plug someone in there, be a 3 and D wing. You bring in... You can bring in, like, Jermichael Green to play the three. You can switch with him. I feel like, man, Denver's depth's really kind of vanished. Have you noticed that when you look at their roster? No more Tory Craig. No more Grant. Monty Morris is banged up right now.
0: Yeah, I'll be shocked if they didn't have uh, Monte Morris in that trade rather than Will Barton. You'd keep Barton over...
1: Well, you're telling me you'd rather keep Barton than Monte Morris? Or you no, think if Monte- I'm Houston,
0: I would want Morris rather than Barton.
1: Really? How come? Just for a backup point guard? I mean, you got yeah. Wall.
0: That's what I was saying. For a backup point guard? I-, I just like Morris a lot more than Barton. I feel like they have a bunch of Will Bartons on their team. You mean like guys that can
1: just kind of heat up from outside and score exactly. like Eric Gordon and yeah. stuff? Yeah, I can see that. I don't think you can trade Harden straight up. Cause Denver needs like another piece with them. And PJ Tucker is not happy there either. And I think maybe we were wrong about Denver. Maybe this team, he just lost too much and Murray didn't take the step. We all thought he did. That doesn't make
0: sense. How he can't take the step in the regular season. He's just but so he's, inconsistent because it's going to happen. Yeah. It, it's going to happen probably right after this podcast. He's going to have a big game. <laughs> but uh, Mike, I think those are the two guys that are really holding this team back. It's, it's the surgence of jamal murray and the growth and development of michael porter junior those two guys need to really step it up and we're not talking about every other game you guys need to be consistent just like jokic jokic is consistent every single night he's going to get you a double double at least maybe okay? a triple double yeah, honestly yeah triple double yeah he he's he's not going anywhere his consistency is not going anywhere they need that other guy to be the 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 Robin, and yeah, it was Jamal Murray a lot in the bubble. The, Jamal Murray had an amazing bubble, with these are the concerns that me and Max had going into the seasons with Jamal Murray. We love the highs; the highs are amazing. It's it, it makes him be regarded as one of the top ten players in the league. Like he's just super on fire with the fifty point games, but his lows, man, it's it's bad it's it's to the point where he's just zero impact on the floor and you 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 can't have that especially in the shortened season yeah these games mean a little more i know it's not like 50 games for 82 it's,
1: it's only 72 to 82 so they're only losing 10 games but the west is competitive a couple games might be the difference between a playoff seed that's what really what it comes down to and the nuggets have got off to a slow start Dallas got off to a slow start. I haven't really liked what I've seen from Luca. He's out of shape. He said he's out of shape. He thought the season was starting in January. I don't know. Maybe you should <laughs> just be in shape around just in case. Yeah, I
0: swear. I read it. Yeah. What a freaking idiot, bro. What does he think? <laughs> Why would you think that?
1: I don't know. Maybe. That don't they, make no sense. I don't sense.
0: know. He's naive. That don't, that don't make no sense. Even if you thought that the the season was going to start in January, you would still want to get in shape as soon as possible. Just stay in shape. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of stupid.
1: Sense. I mean, maybe just staying in shape makes sense. <laughs> maybe you don't have to play your way into shape, I mean, he's still a baller, right? He's still putting yeah, up crazy he's numbers. Still, he's
0: still good. It's just, that's that's all they have. That's
1: all Dallas has is Luca. I feel like they were kind of getting ready to go after Greek Freak, and now that plan's been dashed. And I mean, like Dallas, sorry. They had a plan to go after the Greek freak, but typical Maverick stuff, they never get the big free agents. I mean, you didn't learn that with DeAndre Jordan, Darren Williams. Who was the other one they were supposed to get? Um, They were supposed to get uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. They were always trying to get big free agents, and they played the cap space game. And they got two guys, KP and Donkic. And are we sure KP's like the second guy on the team or is he the third? I feel like he's just a big shooter at this point. And he's a solid. Rim. I feel like he's a better Miles Turner. Wow,
0: that's pretty bad. Because <laughs> they need him to be a lot more than that, and uh, he needs to really get healthy. And they need to really see what what this duo is gonna do. Because they paid they paid uh, Porzingis already. Big money, and it was coming off an injury, and it was like, why, bro? Like I get he
1: has the talent, but he can't even stay on the court. It's risky.
0: Yeah, and just just what you seen last last season in the bubble with um, the Clipper series, uh, it was kind of was that fool's gold? You mean as a Dallas team in hole or with Cor- Porzingis? Because we really seen a dose of of what Luca and KP can do. Because that was when, when when KP got hurt, the se- the the series just changed completely. Well, yeah, it was just
1: over at that point. I mean, they already tried to give him the series. Remember when they kicked him out? in like the second quarter for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Um I don't think KP coming back healthy is really gonna move the needle for this team. Like I feel like his role is shoot threes, play the two man game with Luca and I don't think he's a franchise guy. He's not a guy who can carry a franchise or like he's being cast as a second start at Luca, but I feel like Luca's still gonna have the ball in his hands every minute of every game.
0: No, I, I, I get what you're saying. It's it's tough and you said that before the years, their depth is really bad. Uh Luca gets hurt, the ship the ship is going down and it's sinking. It's not coming back it's, up. Everyone's dying. The ship is hitting rocky waters. <laughs> it's gonna be like
1: Titanic, uh Jalen Brunson and who JJ J. Brea, he's gonna go down with the ship. I mean J. J. Bray retired. I just wanna throw him out. He's like the classic Dallas Maverick. Get his jersey retired, that little shit. Oh, I still get nightmares about JJ Bray and Andrew Bynum. I bet JJ Brea hates Andrew Bynum with a passion. (laughs) (laughs) You think he hates him more than Dirk hates LeBron and stuff? (laughs) Apparently, LeBron is hated by Dirk, and they made fun of him for coughing.
0: Well, speaking of LeBron and the banana boat. The banana boat? Yeah. One of the members of the banana boat boat kind of found a home. How about the Phoenix Suns? Carmelo's ball. Oh, you're going to go for his ball? No, no, stop. This this man said Carmelo (laughs) Anthony.
1: (laughs) he's he's healthy he's off the safety protocol no i'm talking about
0: i'm talking about the future hall of Famer and chris paul and the phoenix suns man hot start for them uh deandre ayon's not really getting the points that people would want him to do but hey he's getting the rebounds he's he's being good on defense uh devin booker's been playing well chris paul is fitting right in he's he's obviously the leader of that team this is why leadership matters. Yeah, I wish Charles
1: Barkley could appear on this podcast just so he could say Chris Paul's the best leader in the NBA for, like, the millionth time. But he's not been wrong. Chris Paul changes the cultures of teams. No one gave the thunder the shot, a shot last year. Excuse me. And they proved it's wrong. They almost went to the second round. I'm just right. blown away by Chris Paul, man. He, he's 36. I know he doesn't put up gaudy numbers, like, 20, 10, and 10. But... It's just leadership. He
0: gets the job done. They're five and two, second in the West. Yeah, and people that are saying that DeAndre Ian's not taking that second step, but I just, I just think it's gonna come naturally for him. He, he's still a great shooter. I wouldn't say great. He's, he's a solid shooter. You know, he has, he has a good form. He looks comfortable while taking the jumpers. Yes, he can be a, a more low post kind of guy, but that's just not the nature of the game anymore. And sometimes it's just not needed. And being a pick and roll guy and being a lob threat is just as good. I don't think people look at it like that. And that's a great way to look at it. What you just said. Yeah, just because the guy's not throwing up what 30, 30 in the low post like Shaq, it's it's nothing's wrong with him, dude. It's just it, it's the Careful. nature of the game. Don't bring up Shaq. He
1: might just go off on him for no reason. <laughs> like who did he do it to? Gobert for no reason.
0: But okay, hey, like, the Suns are for real. I think they're for real. Yeah, I, I really like the Suns. I, I, both of us like the Suns. You like them so much. You thought they were a top 10 team in the NBA going in. I going I had them the, there,
1: and yeah. they're proving me right so far. It's nice that they're not, what, the worst team in basketball, like, what, the last 10 years? <laughs> yeah, Who's the Phoenix, worst team right now? Who's uh, the worst team? Should we just call the worst teams the Cade Cunningham sweepstakes? Cade Cunningham. Is that the guy that's going to be number one? I don't know, but I have a story for you. I just found this out. In In college, we would go hoop at our school. I went to school in Dallas. We'd go hoop on a Sunday night, and my one of my roommates and friends, his brother played for SMU. I'm not going to say names. And one of his friends would come. He was huge. he's like seven feet tall. He's a baller. And he brought his brother with him one time. And his brother's like eighth grade. Bro, his brother was he was killing us he's eighth grader and i was like bro i i must suck i think i should hang out up after this acre is killing me and that's that's kate cunningham i just found <laughs> that out today and i was like no freaking way that made you feel a lot better <laughs> it did it did i was like you know I, I can take that you know number one pick dropping me off crossing me up dunking it like eight, eighth grade i'm like bro i can barely dunk whatever though so is he what he's gonna be the for sure number one solid like Bonafide I pick. think so. Bearing, barring injury, I think so. Okay. He's 6'8", got every tool, handle, shooting, finishing, explosiveness, defense. It's all there. And OKC's going to have a shot at him. Detroit's going to have a shot at him. <laughs> Maybe the Timberwolves are going to have another shot. That's Look, bag, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, so who's the worst? Who's the worst out Detroit, of all those, right? all those teams? Detroit, right?
1: I mean, look, I'll say this for Jeremy Grant. He's getting 23 in a loss every game. You're going to get 20 every game in a loss. He's looked fine. Killian Hayes, their first-round pick. I'll say the Killian Hayes stuff for when we talk about the rookies. I'll take that back. I think it's Detroit. And that's final, for
0: sure that they get it.
1: <laughs> I know. With the lottery odds, I mean, you know, there's only one team that tanks. It's the Eagles. So, I'm sorry to bring up football. But it kind of works, right? Maybe the Eagles are in the Kate Cunningham sweepstakes. We don't know about it.
0: oh man who knows We because the timberwolves got football players playing basketball on their team so nothing would shock me is this where you is this your subtle way of saying let's talk about the rookies let's talk about them let's start off with anthony edwards the football player what do you think of him so far
1: didn't they already draft anthony edwards when they got wiggins and they just loved how that went
0: that's what i was gonna (laughs) tell is that is that not right uh, Do they already have this guy? I think Wiggins had a lot more skills than him. But it's just one thing about Anthony Edwards, man. I don't see anything skillful about this guy. He's, yeah, he's athletic. I get it, guys. He's athletic. He could jump out of the gym, he's strong. I get it. I'm talking about skill wise. Does he have a skill set? And that can be anything, it can be ball handling passing, shooting, touch around the rim, any of those things. He doesn't have it. He doesn't do any of that stuff good. And it it makes me question, like, why the hell would you draft this guy number one? Because I don't see it. I don't see any good skill set in him besides his athleticism.
1: You know what he's really good at? He's really good at settling for jumpers. (laughs) He's all he does, bro. I'm (laughs) like my guy. If I were you, I'd attack the rim every time. I would just go in, 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 and just try to get a foul every time. I've seen, like, you see a little flashes from him, right? I've seen, like, one or two flashes where he, like, crossed somebody up and dunked, but I'm like, the game's already out of hand. I don't really know if they're trying. I'm not going to say he's a bust or he's Wiggins yet, but I feel like he's got some Wiggins vibes to him already. Uh, they, I just don't what see What number how- do Wiggins wear? 22? Dang, I wish he wore one so I could be like, man, Anthony Edwards got his jersey. I think Edwards should change his jersey to 22.
0: <laughs> it would look even better. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of him. I, I can't believe they passed up on Wiseman. Maybe
1: they were thinking "Cat's here. Well, Cat got hurt. Cat's out for what? The foreseeable future? We don't know. He broke his wrist, dislocated yeah. his wrist or something. Wiseman's looked really good. Granted, we talked about his ugly ass jump shot. The old man, like, come here, son. Let me show you how to shoot this thing. He makes flashes. I saw a play against the Kings where he picks up the ball, runs a fast break, and then they throw him a lob.
0: And I was like, man, that guy looks so fluid. It feels like every game he shows some type of flash, whether it's when the game's over or just random plays like, like you just explained during the game. It's, it's the athleticism. It's the IQ of the game. It's being confident while shooting. Um, passing ability, being able to start a fast break and run it. he's He shows flashes a lot.
1: He definitely does. And I feel like he's in the best situation just culture-wise, team-wise, Curry, Draymond Green, Clay when he comes back. And Steve Kerr is a hell of a coach. You can't really say that about Ryan Saunders. We don't know about him. That's the Timberwolves coach. Yeah. Um, the other two guys I really like coming out were Cole Anthony. He's been good. I feel like Cole Anthony – He's never gonna get much better, right? He's kinda like a finished product already, because he's well, all he's got like the huh? Well, he's gonna get
0: a lot of playing time now. Oh, what happened is there breaking news? Well, just regardless, I mean you you see Markel Fultz being out for some time, so he's gonna get some type well, of shine, some type I of I just got an I just got an alert on my phone.
1: Torn ACL, done for the year. Yeah. So Cole Anthony's gonna get some playing time.
0: Didn't I pick Cole
1: Anthony for rookie of the year? I, I either picked him or I had him pretty high up there. And this, I mean, this is a sad case for how he's going to get it, but damn, like, let's see what he's got. He's
0: definitely, he's probably going to start now. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be good to look at Cole Anthony. How about um, LaMelo Ball?
1: Bro, I'm so sick of seeing LaMelo Ball highlights. Go ahead. Do your thing, and then I'll
0: come in. Go ahead. <laughs> I I don't really I, I haven't really seen much of what I didn't already know about Lamelo Ball. He he's a gifted passer. He still is super inconsistent with shooting the ball. I'll I'll, I'll give this to him. I, I'll I'll give this to him. He's been a lot better at shooting than I thought he was gonna be. I'll give him that. That's about it. I feel like for I know it's been seven games, and you can say oh he can be
1: better than that, but. I haven't loved what I've seen from his shot. Sometimes, I mean, he's, he's going to be streaky. I feel like he's his brother. Like Lonzo's rookie year was streaky. It would be like 4 for 4 or 0-6, oh you know? And I'm just sick of this. I'm sick of him making a pass, like a simple pass for like Lamelo. with the filthy assist. It's like my guy. Any point guard makes that pass. The guy made a contested three. That's the tough part, not the pass to him. <laughs> I feel like the hype for him is just ridiculous. Like, Bleacher Report posted a video of him getting ran over today and they were like LaMelo got a fine for this uh, or a warning from the no flopping in the NBA. It's like why is that even on the feed, bro? Cuz LaMelo ball and we have to show him everything he's ever done. Yeah, that's what it's what gets clicks with the whole LaMelo ball. Yeah, I feel like let's just see what he's made of. I mean, he's got a Terry Rozier has been playing good, Devonte Graham was good. The Hornets suck they're going to continue to suck unfortunately um any other rookies i mean patrick williams has been okay for the bulls you got anything to say about him or you haven't really seen much of him
0: nah i haven't really seen much what about the guy out of um out of boston Dayton? well you know boston fan love them some little white guys who are like gritty right
1: <laughs> we got the second coming of scalabrini He's been good. He's a shooter, man. He hasn't been bad. He's like definitely earned a place in the rotation. Who was the guy they drafted last year, the munchkin, who everyone got hyped about after the summer league? Carson uh, Edwards. Man. Um, what happened to him? That's what I'm curious to know. What happened, to everyone, who said he's gonna win rookie of the year?
0: It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see if if this guy really does work out for them because the window that they had with Horford and Kyrie and, you know, Tatum and Brown on those rookie contracts. They needed one of those rookies just to pan out for them, and none of them have really. Is they, they really missed on a lot of picks from from Brooklyn that they got. I mean, Romeo Langford,
1: Grant Williams, Robert Williams. Grant Williams is okay. Robert Williams is whatever. Romeo Langford, I haven't seen him play enough. I'm sure we're missing a couple too. I mean, it seemed like they've got some better unheralded guys like Daniel Theis, uh what's his name, Pritchard. And they, like you said, they missed picks, and that kind of builds up, and it hurts you. Yeah, and-
0: because it's kind of feeling like they missed that window of a championship with Horford there, and like I said, with all with with Tatum and Brown on those contracts was huge for them because they were giving them so much production, and now those guys are getting paid a lot of money, and we'll see. They're still gonna be good, but. They need somebody to step up, and hopefully it's that guy. Let's move to the Celtics, but before, let me
1: give you two more quick rookie notes. Obi Toppin, he's been hurt. He hasn't really played, which kind of sucks. I wanted to see what he was made of. And Halliburton from the Kings, he's been good. The Kings are a joke. Marvin Badley's dad wants him to be traded. De'Aaron Fox's
0: dad's like, let him go. I like Halliburton, though. Man, it it seems like De'Aaron Fox's dad is like the poor man's version of lavar ball it's like (laughs) lavar fox we've been hearing (laughs) this guy talk about his son since college and yeah i get it in college bro your son's a grown ass man he's in the league already shut the fuck up already like oh second f-bomb like let let him let him make his own decisions but like i i hate to see stuff like that like dude no one cares like if he wants out let him say he wants out why does that have to come from you I think the same thing applies
1: to Bagley, though, to his dad. Like, hey, bro, like, let me make my own trade requ- request. Don't go on Twitter and voice my own displeasures. Like, Basketball dads, just support your sons from behind the scenes. You don't need to be vocal. That's just my opinion. Exactly. If you want to be vocal, do it. But that I would never do that if I had a kid. I'm just going to be like behind the scenes, support my son. I feel like it you just know, make, makes it
0: worse. Yeah,
1: straight up. And it's like, like bro, how old are we? Like, let's be adults. And maybe this is the Kings culture. Maybe Luke Walton's not the guy we all thought. I felt like he kind of had some momentum when he got hired with the Lakers. He had a
0: fun first year. But he's been bad for, what, three years now? Yeah. One thing that shocks me about Luke Walton, and me and you know Luke Walton a hell of a lot, because obviously he was the Lakers coach. And one thing that the Lakers did have going for them with those Luke Walton years was really defense. I, I thought the Lakers played really solid defense under Luke Walton. And that has been the complete opposite with the Kings. The Kings are terrible on defense. Well,
1: in the Kings defense, they're terrible everywhere. But you make you're make hundred. 100% right about Luke Walton and what he was with the Lakers. And I don't know. I feel like the Kings, they just need to sell their team. The owner sucks. They got rid of Vlade, I think. This, this team just needs a makeover. They just move them out. Move them to uh Seattle, bro. Please.
0: Look, there's two teams that I think that should be removed. No, we'll just... no. We're not getting into it right now. We'll go <laughs> another
1: day. I'm not gonna let you spoil it. All let's right. Let's just go back fine. to let's go back to Boston. Look, I think there's only one question with this team, and I don't think people are asking it.
0: Who's better, Brown or Tatum? Look. <sighs> This year, Brown's been on a tear, dude. Brown, I, I believe Brown is averaging more points than Tatum, even even in late game situations. I I know Jalen Brown missed the shot, but I was watching a game where they lost against uh, the Pistons, and they drew up a play, and it was for Jalen Brown. So they have a lot of confidence in him. I hope he does take that leap, like I wanted him to this year. He's been looking very well, and I would right now I would just pick Brown. I would pick Brown over Tatum. Not by much, really? but just just by a little bit.
1: That's controversial because you know Jason Tatum's he's the guy, he's the next guy even though he was good for what
0: 6 months and a half? <laughs> 7 months. Yeah, everyone Whatever. everyone kind of jumped the gun on that Milwaukee game on um for the start of the season when he when he made that in three. Jason Tatum's great, okay? He's good, but I just really like what I see from Brown. I think he has the potential to be the whole package. Jason Tatum's not that great on defense. I feel like Jalen Brown can be a lot better. I think that's the case, what you said about
1: the defense. He can be a first-team-all defender, I think. Yeah, because he's more athletic than Tatum. There's no denying that. Easily. He's freaky athletic. And I the, think Tatum's a little better, honestly. I hear what you're saying. The ceiling for Brown might be higher. I feel like we've just been so high on Tatum. Like, just as like a basketball population, you know, like the rookie year. But the second year, he struggled. And people wanted to talk. People were trying to trade him for AD when he was in the second year. I remember Boston was in the talks, and he's like, I'm not going to Boston. They were going to throw Tatum in there without a, a hesitation.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I know Kyrie wanted to play with them, but they were gonna throw both those guys in there. It was just a weird thing, and I think you maybe be turning me to Jalen Brown. I think we should wait and see how it plays out.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if both these guys made the All Star team this year. Definitely, I I like what I've been seeing from Brown. Like I said, it's not it's it's not clear cut. Um, it, he's not far from from Brown as far as with the Tatum situation. I like Tatum. I've always liked them. I like what I have seen from from him his rookie year, but there's still a wait and a wait and see with these guys. And hopefully, hopefully it's not a seesaw career with 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 both of them, because everyone seems to jump the gun with both of these guys. It seems like every single season and they just wind up slowly dropping out and then they go back up and it's just it's just that inconsistency that you can't have to be called a superstar. And better yet, the next generation player, you know, like you you don't have that from guys like Damian Lillard, you know, like Damian Lillard's a clear cut superstar. He's consistent. You know what you're gonna get from him. With Jalen Brown and and Jason Tatum, it's a lot of seesaw action with them, and you can't have that to be considered a superstar or quote unquote the next generation player. You can't have that. I feel like we just get superstar talent mixed up with what an actual
1: superstar is and that's been the case for as long as I can remember people want to call like people wanted to call Andrew Wiggins like a superstar after that one year where he was like 23 a game but it's like sometimes it just doesn't pan out like that and I just brought up Wiggins I kind of want to move to the Warriors Steph had 62 he kind of reminded
0: us why he is that superstar me and you were 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 cautiously talking about him We didn't throw him in the dumpster. We just said we got to see more. And this is what we wanted to see. We know what Steph can do. He's he's the greatest shooter of all time. There's no denying that. And me and you definitely call him a superstar. You know, he's that once in a generation type player. And this is the stuff that you need to see from him. No, we're not saying score 60 a night. But hey, you're a superstar. Carry your team. And you got to win some games here, bro. You can't be the worst team in the league. You can't be one of the worst. You got to be competitive. And, yeah, part of it is Draymond coming back and all that. And, you know, it could be that. But, look, I, I love what i seen from Curry from from the 62 points. One thing I'm going to say, though, it does not change my my view on the Warriors. I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs.
1: I think you're a fool if you let the 62 points kind of sway you into rethinking everything about the Warriors. Portland's not good defensively. I'm just going to say that. 62 is impressive. Doesn't matter when you get it. Unless you're playing high school kids. This is an NBA team. It's impressive. The problems are still there for the Warriors. I don't know if we can trust Ubre. I don't know if we can trust Wiggins. Draymond Green. I've always said this about him. He's the type of player that makes a good team great, but he doesn't make a bad team good. And Wiseman's a rookie. He's inconsistent. He's been up and down. I know we just sang him praise. But like we said, he makes flashes. He has a bunch of flashes. And then Ubre's shooting struggles, you bring up him, it's it's really bad with a <laughs> combination of Wiggins. You know what's crazy about Wiggins? He's averaging like 17 a game, and I'm just like, you get the worst 17 points a game I've ever seen. You're like the <laughs> and, Andre Drummond of points. Andre Drummond somehow gets 20 rebounds a game, and you're like, those didn't matter at all. Like you're so unimpactful. I will say. I don't know if they're a playoff lock, but I can I can kind of see them sneaking into like the eighth or play in tournament. But real contender? No, I, it's
0: not going to change my mind about that. I don't I don't see them as as a play in team. I don't see them in the playoffs. It doesn't change my my opinion on them on them at all. That clay loss was big. They don't have they don't have the pieces to to compete in the West. Straight up, I, I don't see it. Wiseman's young. Curry's gonna do his thing. Draymond's gonna do his. Draymond, like you said, Draymond's one of those guys. He doesn't make a bad team good and all that. But Oubre's bad at shooting. Wiggins is bad at shooting. <laughs> if anything, they need to make a trade, bro, to, if they want to compete in the West. The West is stacked. Doesn't change my opinion on them on them at all. Best thing they
1: can do is just hope Clay gets back injury free next year and is himself. And yeah, exactly. Like you said, the West is deep. We got teams like the Lakers, the Clippers, Utah. I know they've kind of been up and down this year, but I like what I've seen from Mike Conley. He's kind of getting back to being a good NBA player. I don't know what happened last year. It was just a weird – he got hurt first time out of Memphis. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't like what I seen last year. I, I was a big Mike Conley fan back in the day with the whole um, grinded out team with Tony Allen and back in Memphis. But last year really threw me off. It was to the point where I thought he was done this year. I, I like what, what I've seen from him this season. I hope it does continue. As long as Mike, Mike Conley winds up playing like that, they'll be fine. They'll definitely be in the playoff mix. They got way too much talent with Gobert and Mitchell. And who who's the other guy? Bogdanovich.
1: Bogdanovich. They
0: still got Joe Ingles coming
1: off the bench. They have a good team, Utah. They got Derek Favors. They brought the gang back to. They got the sorry. They <laughs> brought the band back together with Derek Favors. Exactly coming in as the backup big. Utah's a good team, man. I just need Donovan Mitchell to take that leap, and he's kind of been up and down this year. Yeah, a lot Trying of to these guys. Jamal Murray.
0: A lot of these guys, man, are just so scared of taking that crown away from the big dogs like KD and LeBron because one thing. I'm gonna bring it up again and again. It's consistency, kids. That's what we need. You, you, Jamal Murray's, Donovan Mitchell's, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. The list goes on. All you guys out there, all you NBA fans, you guys want to crown these guys and call them next generation players? I don't think consistency's ever gonna be given the credit it
1: deserves because guys like LeBron who do it every year, it's just not flashy. People get used to the greatness and. We talk about Utah getting off to a good start. Should we talk about probably the most surprising and worst start in the NBA this season? The Toronto Raptors. Uh, What is going on in Toronto?
0: Dog, why y'all failing me like this? Why y'all making me look dumb? Don't blame them, bro.
1: You picked them. I'm just saying, (laughs) you picked them. Don't blame them. Bro,
0: where is Pascal? Spicy peace, Man, I have no idea, man. It's looking bad. He, he got disciplined one of these games. He got benched, I believe, for the first quarter. I don't know what the hell's been going on, but it's not looking good in Toronto. They're one in five. This is like the make it or break it
1: stretch. I feel like you can't start like one in ten. Fred Van Fleet was talking about. I don't know. None of us have ever been like this. I mean, Kyle Lowry's old, Fred Van Fleet just got his bag. Aaron Baines hasn't been good. He's been shooting like twenty percent from three. The only guy I've liked has been Chris Boucher. That's your boy, too.
0: What'd you <laughs> hey, call him? Bobby Boucher? At least I was right Chris, on Boucher. Him. Chris Boucher is my boy. He's been good.
1: Yo, and also OG and Anobi, where have you been, my guy? Are you and Pascal just like
0: With you the contract too? Out-
1: yeah, did he just never make it out of Toronto? They never made it to Tampa Bay. They're just still in Toronto. <laughs>
0: that is weird for them. They're they are away from their home. So
1: what did Lou Will said? They can't wait to come to the U.S. Well, you got what you wanted. Now you guys are in the U.S. <laughs> but
0: do you have faith that this team's going to turn it around? I really don't. I haven't like what I've seen so far. I could be wrong. If if you think they're going to turn it around, you got a lot of faith in Nick Nurse. That's what it comes That's down to. That's
1: just what I was going to say. I'm 80% out on this team. The 20% is like, Nick Nurse has been a good coach. He's been really good for two years, arguably the best coach in the league. And they lost Kawhi. They didn't skip a beat, but they've lost Serge Ibaka and Marcus and the whole wheels have fallen off this team. I don't know what's going on. And yeah. It's starting they're the show. Off to show. They're, they're the worst in the East, as That's, opposed to the Sixers, who are yeah. 7 and one is is this the Doc Rivers effect? In the first year, he always like he comes there. The <laughs> culture changes. Everyone loves Doc. And then is they the process complete? Him. It's not complete till they win a championship. I will say, I like what I seen from Joel and Bead. Seth Curry's been great for them. Phenomenal. Great. great. That was a great. Did you know under the shooting mattered? Did you know that shooting was helpful to have? <laughs>
0: I think the Sixers just
1: realized that. Is Seth Curry the best shooter that's been in Philadelphia since Joel Embiid's been there? He's got to be, right? <laughs> Maybe since... Well, well J.J. Redick? J.J. Redick, that's a go. I think he... I'll go J.J., but they haven't had many shooters, man. This team, they've looked good. I'm going to say this. They haven't played anybody. They've been playing, like, the Hornets, the Knicks. Well, I don't know. Are the Knicks good? Are we ready to crown the Knicks after, what, like a 5-3 and three start? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, they're gonna wind up falling down. But hey, I do like what I've seen from R.J. Barrett so far. Is this the one mention of the Knicks' this podcast? Oh, it might be the second we
1: mentioned Obi Toppin. So it's the it's the last mention though, right? Yeah, I wanna, that's I the last spend mention. Too much hey, i time on the Knicks.
0: Speaking of teams that have been you know under the radar and people expected them to be bad, how about the Cavs? No, I I don't but I don't buy
1: for a second the BS let me say this I don't buy the bullshit coming out of Cleveland there you go (laughs) I know you want me to curse more I'm a bad kid tell me give me tell the listeners your comp for the backcourt I said Damon CJ (laughs) what did you respond with I said it's like
0: two CJ's in the backcourt two CJ McCullums (laughs) (laughs) oh shit here we go again (laughs) Uh, but hey, I like what I've seen from Darius Garland and and Colin Sext- Sexton. A lot of people put them in the garbage after last year because they were bad last year. Well, I mean the Cavs were bad. I mean they're still missing
1: their what hundred fifty dollar sorry, one hundred fifty million dollar man Kevin Love. Where's he, man? Are you telling me that contract was bad? <laughs> who who said that? <laughs> I believe you did. Bro, I'll say this. I like Larry Nance. I've loved him since he was on the Lakers. The CJ and CJ backcourt they got, it's looking good. They can score with the best of them. They're just missing a superstar, I feel like, on this team. Yeah. Like, it's not <laughs> Seti Osman, It's not Andre Drummond getting 20 <laughs> rebounds a game for no reason.
0: Maybe. Oh, yeah. They had a guy named LeBron. That's, that, that'll probably be a good superstar to have.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Cleveland just couldn't contain him. And, you know, he he got them their one chip. Like, what are you going to be mad about if Golden State wasn't in there in the in the NBA for those like five years? They would have won
0: like two or three. Yeah. So with all that said, I I know there's a lot of teams we haven't really talked about, but I wanted to get who's your most surprising team so far and who's your most disappointing team? Well, the disappointing is the Raptors 100 percent. They've just been bad.
1: They're not even, like, in close games some nights. They're just getting blown out. I'd say the surprise teams, probably the 76ers. I know they haven't played anybody. Um, I like what I've seen from Philly for most surprising team. I know it's early, but I've really
0: liked them. Yeah, um, I would say the Cavs. The Cavs have really surprised me. I like. I really like the improvement from Garland and Sexton. And disappointing. Uh, you hit it right on the nose. That That's really the only one that disappoints me the most is the the Raptors. Any other teams that kind of made it on the cusp of it? Disappointing. I was also going to put
1: the Mavericks, but they're kind of not at full health and that's why I didn't put them in there. And maybe one more surprising maybe the Knicks. They put the Knicks at 5 and 3 or whatever they're at. Maybe the I'm Pacers. I'm going to say the Knicks. I'll put the Pacers, 100%. I take out the Knicks. I don't want to give the Knicks any credit. <laughs> Let me go with the
0: Pacers, my Should, boy. Should I say it? Should yeah, I say, say my it. boy Sabonis? Maybe a little teaser for the audience. We got a little YouTube video coming out pretty soon on on Sabonis. Me and uh, me and Max are on the on the works on that. I think it's gonna surprise people because I
1: gave a lot. I gave some people in the East a lot of praise, and this is gonna surprise people. And we put in a lot of time into what into making it. So hopefully you guys like it. I'm excited We've for it. Been hitting
0: the lab. We in the lab.
1: I mean, my stimmy check hasn't come through, so all <laughs> I can do is just be in the lab and make videos. Hey, dog, no, mine mine hasn't hit either. We both broke boys right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for joking about it with all the craziness happening. I just hope everyone's safe in DC. Yeah. I don't really like to, we don't like to get into like politics and stuff, but let's just hope everyone's safe. Yeah,
0: that's a whole different conversation, but. I think that should call it, man, for, for our check-in with the NBA. Can we make this check-in maybe, what, in a couple of weeks we'll check back in? Yeah, we'll check back in. Maybe if something big happens, we'll we'll yeah. talk about the NBA. But, hey, Maybe man. if Harden gets traded? Yeah, mm-hmm. I hope so. I hope it drops one of these days because I'm tired of him dribbling the air out of the ball in Houston. I'm tired of it. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, isn't that show
1: just going to go on the road? <laughs> That's a traveling show. Exactly. Finish with some questions?
0: Yeah. oh yeah, I believe, um, let's answer, um, we put up a post earlier, like probably like a week ago on just questions about whatever and what anything anyone wanted to ask. And one of the questions we got is from a really good friend of ours. Um, we've known him for so long. We've actually done a podcast with him before, but his name is Daniel Diaz, AKA scoops and hoops. Make sure to go check him out. He's on Instagram, he's on Twitter, he's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that. That is at scoops and hoops. And the question was, are the Heat a fluke? They're a fluke if they make the playoffs and get bounced in the
1: semifinals. And it's not a close series in my eyes. If they go like seven games with the Bucks and the Bucks barely like eke it out, they're not a fluke in my eyes.
0: Yeah, I don't see them as a fluke either. They They have so much talent on that team. I don't I don't really see the, the whole regular season defining them. They fit so well as a playoff team with with Jimmy Butler and Drogic and Bam out of bio. And I think the conversation would be a lot different if Drogic didn't get hurt in the finals. That was a big loss for them. That really unlocks Bam out of bio as a lob threat as far as the pick and roll game. Because that's huge. It was
1: tough to watch Jimmy Butler basically be a one man band, and they didn't just lose drugish they lost Bam for a couple games. It was just a nightmare finals for the Heat. Nothing really went their yeah, way. Yeah, Duncan Especially Robinson didn't play
0: well in that series.
1: Tyler Hero had one moment where
0: he snarled and was vanished. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, and there's no shame in losing to the Lakers, but I, I don't think they're they're a fluke. Um, they're a really good team, man. The, let's give them some time. I'm not going to judge them so much off the regular season. They just have a lot of pieces that go very well. They have the shooters. They have the rim protector and Bam Adebayo. They have the point guard with, with Drogic and can run the pick and roll. And they have the most important thing of them all. They have the closer and Jimmy Butler. And we've seen him do that with Philly. He has no problem with just being the guy that can, that can close. And he'll only have about 17 to 19 points. Jimmy Butler is one of those rare players where he doesn't
1: have to put in 30 points to be super impactful in the game. And that's what makes Jimmy Butler special. That's what made the Heat special. It was toughness. And they're going to be a tough team no matter who plays them. And if I'm in the East, I don't want to play the Heat at all. Hopefully someone knocks them out or injuries
0: overwhelm them. Exactly. And um, once again, thank you, Danny, a.k.a. Scoops and Hoops, for that question. Great question, bro. I'm going to take us to the
1: next question asked by one of our friends, Instagram name, Williams Isaiah 935 He asked, Will Scott Brooks make it through the year
0: as the coach? I'm going to say no. No way. Man, yeah, Scott Brooks is probably going to be the the scapegoat for that team. (laughs) Even though, hey, um, we just got news that Bradley Bill just, I believe, tied or broke Gilbert Arena's points record for Washington with 60 points tonight. Did they win that game one? No, they lost. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, he definitely
1: getting fired after that. (laughs) I'm going to ask one more from him. Do the Clippers really have enough to beat the Lakers in a 7-game series?
0: Yeah, definitely. They have they have what it takes to to beat us. Um it's going to really depend on a lot of their other counterpieces. If it just comes down to superstars against superstars, they're not going to win. They need some help because one one thing that the Lakers have is Anthony Davis. That's like our trump card. And there's nothing they can do about him. I think
1: they have enough to beat us, but will one of the things they have show up in the postseason? I don't know. <laughs> and that's Paul George. I'm just let me. Pre- I know I'm kind of copping out, but I don't know if Paul George is going to show up. Ask me that question after like two playoff games of Paul George, and I'll let you know. Yeah, let's see if they even make it there. Let's see if we can
0: even see it this year.
1: And I'm gonna ask one more question. This is the last one. It's from my good friend Wayne. He doesn't have an Instagram right now, so he just texted it to me. But I think it's a great question. Who is the true loser in the Luka, Doncic, and Trey Young trade? Or is there a loser? I think the loser is definitely
0: the Hawks out of that. Cause even even though they lucked out with Trey Young, and yeah, Trey Young is good, okay? But at the end of the day. They would even admit it behind closed doors. They rather have Luka Doncic. I'll play devil's advocate. Trey
1: Young's going to be a perennial all-star in the East. You traded an all-star for an all-star. The only thing that's going to make this trade look bad is if Luka wins multiple MVPs and Trey doesn't get any.
0: Yeah. That's or the- if
1: the Luka wins like five champion or even a couple championships for that matter. That's the way I'm at it. just matters the team's success right now. Yeah. And right now Dallas is on the upward trend and, Maybe the Hawks will get there this year. It looked bad the first year and the second year just because of how bad the Hawks were, and we saw Dallas kind of take off, but Dallas is a good organization. The Hawks aren't, so I don't want to put all that on Trey Young.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm looking at from from the Lucas side. I predict that he's going to win maybe not multiple championships, but I think one day he will win one, and he is going to get an MVP once in his career, and I see him as a generational-type player. That's a lot better than just an all star. And I, Trey Young is good. Don't get me wrong. So I can see some people look at it as no loss. Like it's, it's a wash. But I would go with the Hawks that they're the losers in that just because how great I predict Luka Doncic is going to be.
1: Luka seems to have the higher ceiling, but I'm not going to give up hope. I'm not, I've not been the biggest Trey Young fan in my life, but I'm going to take the glasses half full on this one. Is there any chance that Trey Young is better than Luka? I don't know if that's possible, but I see a scenario where maybe he has a better year than him, wins an MVP, if everything clicks right. I can see that
0: scenario. I feel you. Well, is that it for the questions? I have more, but let's save them. Definitely. I feel you on that. Great questions by Wayne and Isaiah, man. Uh, we appreciate the support. We appreciate the support from Scoops and Hoops, a.k.a. Danny um great questions fellas. Once again I just want to repeat this and I'm going to repeat it over and over and over again just like my boy Marshawn is. <laughs> but make sure to follow us on all streaming platforms. We're on YouTube, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify. Okay, subscribe, follow, write a review, five star rate us, like our video, comment down below, tell us what you think. Even if it's negative, bro, we really don't care. Any feedback is good feedback. Um, that is at Max and Juan cast. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. Feel free to DM us, tweet us, um, tag us in a post, whatever you got to do, man. You could communicate with us. We'll, we'll, we'll write back to you. We'll, we'll get back to you on anything. Ask us any questions. Um, that is at Max underscore Juan cast. You want to take us home again? Yeah. Oh, crap. You already did the podcast
1: stuff. So I guess we're just going to wrap it up now.
0: <laughs> well, I was thinking about editing the the stuff that I said and just putting it in at the end. I got skills like that, Max. Come on. It's not that hard, bro. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. My bad.
1: You do it. You do you. I'm just going to say, now, I'm signing off right yeah, now. You guys I'm know signing who, off. who's
0: the editor around here. I'm right?
1: signing off right now. Y'all have a great one. <laughs> we out. Peace.